0: Does anyone remember the phrase Kodak moment? I'm showing my age a little bit, ain't I? Anybody remember that? Raise your hand if you remember that Kodak moment. All right, young people, I'm going to take a little time to explain this. This phrase was used by uh, uh, a company by the name of Eastman Kodak. Uh, At one time, Eastman Kodak controlled controlled 85% of camera cells and ranked one of the five most valuable brands in America. This phrase, Kodak moment, was actually about uh, uh, 1952 or 56, somewhere around in that area. It was actually written on a paper, and uh, uh, I believe one of the first times that it was seen, it was seen as, as an article, and basically the, the, the top of the article said that this Kodak moment can't wait for dad to get home. So in other words, you had to capture it. And you captured it, of course, with a Kodak camera. Amen? Kodak. It was a company, and they had this thing. It was a Kodak moment. It was one of those moments that just had to be captured. In 1996, Kodak had 140,000 employees and a, valuta- a, a, a valuation, valuation, or their value, of $28 billion. A decade later, they stopped turning profit, and in 2012, Kodak filed for bankruptcy. What happened? In 1975, a small team of talented technicians at Kodak, Kodak built the first digital camera. In 1975, the first digital camera. It was the size of a toaster. Weighed 8.5 pounds. Had a resolution of .01 megapixels. Pretty good, huh? I don't even know if you could even really know who that was that you're taking a picture of. A few parts that the first-of-its-kind camera consisted of was a lens from a Super 8 movie camera. Some of us don't even know what that is. These photos would be recorded on, listen to this, a cassette tape. All right? The photo, as we said, the photo quality was horrible, and the cherry on top, each photo took 23 seconds to take. Wow, kind of makes you appreciate the old iPhone, doesn't it? All right, when Stephen Sasson took this invention, he was one of the ones who came up with this, to the boss, needless to say, it was unimpressive. In one article uh, that I was reading going over this, it was stated that the marketing team asked who would ever want a photo on a screen. Kind of missed that one, didn't they? All right? One might say that Eastman Kodak Company missed their Kodak moment. All pun intended. A Kodak moment actually has made its way into the Urban Dictionary and is defined as a rare one-time moment that is captured Or that should have been captured, a Kodak moment. Now I believe that Kodak has rebounded and is actually they they were one of the ones who came out with the first uh, with a lot of the digital things and so they eventually came or at least that's what I've read uh, that they had you know uh, that basically what had happened is they they didn't put enough money into that digital side. They were making so much off of the film side. But if they would have focused on that side, then they could have really blown the doors off of this thing. What are some Kodak moments in our lives? Everybody wants the Kodak moment of, you know, getting the the first time that you hold your baby. You know, everybody, whenever they come in, you know, I love whenever I go in. We have a lot of of, uh, 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 new additions coming to our church. And uh, so I've been, been able to go in and, and hold those new additions, those new babies, and get a picture of them. I love to get a picture of them and put it on Facebook and, and, and tag our church and welcome them to Lighthouse Ministries. I love that. How about weddings? Some people pay some big money to get their Kodak moment, right? On their wedding day. Vacations, first steps, first trip on a bike. Usually it ends with a trip, doesn't it? <laughs> as a matter of fact, here the other day, I was I was uh, uh, just scrolling through Facebook a little bit and seeing that Colby Benner had captured a Kodak moment with Mason the other day as he videoed Mason's first points in basketball. Pretty cool, man. Kodak moment. That moment. Mike Ditka said this. He said, success is about taking advantage of opportunity. Eric Thomas said this, the difference between those who succeed and fail, not taking advantage of opportunities. Opportunity. How many of you guys have heard that? Opportunity is knocking. In every service that we're in and everything that we do, there's opportunity. Matter of fact, I would go as far as saying every step that we take, everything we do throughout the day, there's opportunity there. My question is, are we taking advantage of our Kodak moment? That opportunity that we have. Hallelujah. Now, I want to take us to a, a time here. In history. As a matter of fact, I would dare to say that there's not a more important time in history than the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at the players while that Kodak moment, the ultimate Kodak moment, or the ultimate moment in time was in progress. Luke chapter 23, verse number 33. You got your Bibles? And you don't have to stand today because I'm going to be reading a lot and I'm going to be stopping a lot. Luke chapter 23, verse number 33. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, the malefactors, one on the right and the other on the left. Malefactors literally means evildoers or those that were convicted Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They parted His raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided Him, saying, He saved others, let Him save Himself. If He be Christ, the chosen of God, the soldiers also mocked Him, coming to Him, and offering him vinegar. Now listen, the soldiers were saying this, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. If you're truly the king, then save yourself. A superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. The one of the male, one of the malefactors which were hanged, railed him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Now listen. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. He said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Let's kind of break this down a little bit and talk about some players here that were a part of this Kodak moment in history. First of all, I believe we can point out here where the Bible talks about the rulers in verse number 35. Derided him saying... He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. So here we see a leader, a spiritual leadership, that really were the main players in messing things up for Christ, in making his life really bad. I mean, in almost every area of his life, you see this spiritual leadership that rose up. Now here was what the problem is, and I want you to understand this here today. Jesus did not fit their description of the Messiah. He was seen as a Messiah, but not the Messiah that they truly wanted. Amen? was not seen as that, you know, the one that, that it didn't really fit what they wanted it to fit. And I want you to understand here today that we—that Christ did not come to this world to bend and to make what we needed. He came to be what we needed so that we could break and bend to Him. Amen. I've said many times that the Word of God does not conform to us. We conform to the Word of God. Amen. Christ did not come so that He could become the world. Christ comes so that the world could become Him, amen, so that we could become the body of Christ. And I believe that it's important for each one of us and this church and spiritual leadership when you talk about religion, it's not about making Christ what we what, what we want Him to be or what we need Him to be to see our numbers grow or to, to be easy for us to witness to people or be easy for us to live this life. But it's about making us Christ. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy. It never was intended to be easy. Christ didn't have an easy life. But I want you to understand, He came to this earth so that we could become Him. And the leadership here wanted Him to become them. So we see spiritual leadership I want you to understand something here today. Going to church does not make you a Christian any more than going to a garage makes you a car. L.J. Peter said that. Amen? What's the second person that we see? The second people that we see here is the soldiers. The soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. Now listen, it says, saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. If you're really who you say you are, save yourself. Show us that miracle that you've been doing that we've heard all about. Now, first of all, you see the spiritual leadership which would be maybe called religion. Second of all, you see the opposite side of that, a non-religious spectators that would walk away from what looked like as just another crucifixion, just another man, just one more Jewish death. It was nothing more than just doing their job. They, would, they They. just kind of got used to, to killing people. They got used to, it was just a normal thing and I want you to understand here today we cannot make this thing just a normal thing walking in and out of church without making commitments walking in and out of church without spiritual growth, walking in. Have we become a, a soldier that simply just marches and just does what it's told and just, well, when they say raise my hands, I'll raise my hands and they say clap, I'll clap. When they say come to the altar i'll come to the altar just doing things out of just normity. i pray god here today that we would become a people that are not just doing things and are not just looking on the and it's just another service and it's just another person that we come in contact with we're not truly looking for an opportunity and a moment to make a difference in the kingdom of god god help us today not to become That soldier. Just another day. Just another Jew. Betting around the feet of Jesus instead of investing in their eternity. They were focused on the riches of this world. How about you here today? Where's your focus been? Where have you been making your investments? Where's your time being spent? Where's your energy being spent? Look at our schedules here today. What do they look like? God help us here today, not to just make church, not to just make Christ, not to just make this relationship with God a passing, normal thing. We see some of the disciples that were in this story as well. When we look in other gospels, find that John was there. Other of Jesus, uh with Jesus, Jesus' mother. There's one other disciple that kind of brings me to my third point. we look at other parts of the gospel, we find one of Jesus' very own disciples that was closest to Him, part of the twelve, that were running from Jesus instead of running to Jesus. And I can tell you, during this time, it was not very popular to be part of His disciples inner core. Amen? It wasn't looked at as a very popular thing to stand up for Christ when you're looking at Him hanging on a cross. It wasn't convenient. Now I want you to know that there were some disciples that stood with Him. There were some disciples that were there and that that probably... Uh, took a chance on being there that they would be taken and be hung. There were those that took that chance and stood up, but there's one by the name of Peter that took tail and ran because it wasn't convenient for him to be a Christian at that time. It wasn't convenient for him to follow after God when the pressure was on, the peer pressure And I want you to understand and I feel this point strongly for our young people when it's not convenient and when it's not popular for us to be Christians and when it's not popular for us to stand up. Oh I believe that those truly are the moments of truth in our lives. They are our true Kodak moments when it's not popular and when it's not okay and when everyone around you is running from the commitment of the cross but you take a stand and you say I'm going to stand for what's right everybody else can do their own thing but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord that's the moment that's the true Kodak moment hallelujah so let me ask you something how you been faring in those wars Those battles, have you been winning? Young men, young ladies, have you been winning in those battles? On those Kodak moments when really you could make one of the biggest differences that you have all year long. Have you stood in the gap and made it the hedge in that moment? Have you stood for Christ when he was ultimately at that point standing for you? Hanging on the cross, dying for Peter, and Peter's running from him and denying him. Man, what a one-way street we live so many times. God, I need you to do this. I want, Lord, I need you to deliver me. But yet we open up avenues to where, God, to where Satan can continue to, to, to tempt us. Come on now. We you know we we Lord I I I need you to to heal this and to to touch this and and I need you to save my family members when we're living like a devil around them God help us here today to do our part to stand up in that moment when God needs us the most And to say, I choose to be a Christian. I choose to live just like this. There ain't no other reason than my desire that's pushing me. And my love for God. And my relationship with Him. And that's the reason that I'm choosing to live the way that I'm living. Hallelujah. We take a stand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let your lips and your lives preach two different messages. Amen? Profess. But yet we don't live it. It's when ordinary people rise above the expectations and seize the opportunity that milestones truly are reached. Mike Huckabee said this. Listen to that again. It's when ordinary people... I'm not talking about preachers. I'm not talking about evangelists. I'm not talking about missionaries. I'm talking about everyday people. We've been learning up here in our classroom that we, every single one of us, are to be decided. Every single one of us are to go. Every single one of us are to build the kingdom of God. Every single one of us are to step into every moment that is given to us and make a difference and build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What a great opportunity we have. Ordinary people rise above the expectations and seize the opportunity. It's at this time that milestones truly are reached. (coughs) Hallelujah. And we move to our last group of people here. (coughs) Excuse me. The malefactors. We take a look at thief number one. This thief was looking to Jesus for salvation of his current situation. (coughs) Let's take a look at what he said. He said, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. So here we see, come on up here and help me out though. Just come up here like you're Christ. Put your arms out, and I'm over here, and I'm on this side, and I'm hanging. And basically, what I'm saying to Christ, sitting here, the the Lamb of God, who's done nothing wrong, and I look at Him, and instead of me looking at Him and seeing His sacrifice, I look at Him, and the only thing that I can think of is myself. Think about that. His sacrifice that He made, His suffering that he done, Everything that our God went through in suffering that we could live an eternal life and the only thing that we can look at is the hurt that we have of today. God, get me off of this cross. God, give me more money. God, make me feel better. God, this, God, that. God, me, 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 my, 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 I, I, I. It's the the unholy trinity. Me, myself, and I. And so many times, oh, when we go through a little something in this life, we begin to blame Christ for the position that we're in. And we begin to bark out orders like he's some kind of Santa Claus. If you want me to be a Christian, Christian then do this for me if you want me to live right then do this for me and we're barking out things I'm going to tell you something he doesn't have to save you sir he doesn't have to heal you ma'am anything that God does for you oh is is nothing less than a miracle from him and we should take it as such In this life, we suffer persecution. In this life, we weep. In this life, we go through everything that sin has put on everyone, saved and not saved. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not God's fault. He never willed it. One of these days, His will will be done. But it's not in this life, church. One of the malefactors seen that. Stay up there, bub. The other, though, And this is where we're going to end. Hallelujah. This is where we'll stop. We see the other thief on the other side. Hallelujah. Let's read what he says here. One of them says, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. Thinking about me. The other one on this says, But, The other answered, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God? Don't you fear God? Seeing thou art in the same condemnation, you've been convicted, sir. Me and you, we've been convicted. Here he is, hanging on the other side, looking across and saying, Man, don't you have any fear in you whatsoever of God? I want to ask you something here today. Don't you have any fear of God? Help us here today to realize that we're living in a time that's simply been given to us. And the Bible speaks of it as a vapor that appeareth and passeth away. It's nothing to eternity but how we live in this vapor and what we do in this little bit of time and the decisions that we make is ultimately going to be determ- or determining our, 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 our eternity, our everlasting church. Here he's hanging and he realizes, sir, you need to get a fear of God. I want to ask you here today, you have a fear of God? The Bible says it's the beginning of wisdom. What's the opposite of that? If you don't fear him, what does that make you? It makes you foolish. Amen? So I'm going to ask you, I want want you to evaluate yourself and look at your life, at how that we've been living for the past few months. Have we been reverent? That literally means a reverence fear. How have we been reverencing God? Has our life shown that? Our daily walk? The way that we've talked. The way that we've lived this life. So we see here, this thief sees this. Says, don't you fear? (coughs) We're already condemned. (coughs) We indeed justly, we're condemned justly. We received the due reward of our deed. But this man hath done nothing amiss. Jesus Christ that lived a perfect life was hanging in the middle of these two thieves think about that he'd done nothing but Jesus Christ was the answer for both of these he goes on and says this Lord remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom this thief First of all, realized who he was hanging on that cross. He realized me. i want to say something, brother Cody. We've got to realize who we are. Amen. Amen, brother Jason. We got to know who we are. We got to see us for ourselves. You can't. You can't just. Oh, I'm okay. I'm this. I'm. No, you are a sinner. You are, you, you're nothing more. The Bible says, and such were some of you. Oh, God, help us to realize who we are. We cannot live this life without the person hanging in between. I'm telling you here today, we cannot live a Christian life without him. He is everything, and that makes me nothing. God, help us to realize today, we must live this life with him. Realize who we are. We're condemned. We're found guilty. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to live a perfect life. The only perfection that you'll ever find in your life is Jesus Christ. Number one, Sister White, he realized who he was. And number two, he realized who Christ was. Hallelujah. Everybody else. Are you the king of the Jews? Are you this? Are you that? He said it the best. He said, Dost thou not fear God? He realized this is God hanging on this cross. He looked and he said, This is my answer. Hallelujah. God help us. This is my answer. Had a boy in school. Here, years ago, Seth Newcomb, some of you guys know him, he's crazy. He's writing a, a report, and uh, on the report, he put Jesus. Matter of fact, I think it was every one of his answers on that put Jesus. And I looked up on that and I said, what in the world? I went and told him, I said, "What? what are you doing writing this all in every answer? He said, Jesus is the answer to everything. It's funny I know I mean there's you, in, it, I did not accept that but I almost did. But you didn't understand here today Jesus is the answer to your everything. He is your answer. Hallelujah? He realized who Jesus was. He hath done. Nothing amiss. That means He'd done nothing wrong and He's hanging on this cross. Why is He hanging on this cross doing nothing wrong? I can tell you why. So that you could have your Kodak moment. So that you could step into that opportunity and become who He's called you to be. So that you could live the life that God had designed you to live from the beginning of the earth. So that you could have that relationship. Don't you see Jesus created a pathway to God? Hallelujah. This moment. Let me ask you something. Do you realize who Christ is in your life? Is He just another person? Is He just another historical figure? Or is He your God? Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. The rulers sneered. The soldiers mocked. One of the criminals insulted. But one took advantage of this great moment in history and was saved for an eternity. This thief took advantage of his Kodak moment. Remember me. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, right here on this Sunday morning, remember Jared. Hallelujah. Oh, God, remember me. Oh, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today you're going to be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Jesus stands waiting for you this morning to realize your Kodak moment. What is a Kodak moment? What is your moment here this morning? Maybe your moment's salvation. Maybe your moment's being filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe your moment's being called into a specific ministry or given direction. Maybe your moment is to step out of here and begin to realize your witnessing moments. Begin to live a different life here. Witnessing by word, by deed, by testimony, by example. Maybe this is your moment when God changes you and begins to use you like you never dreamed. One act of commitment could send you into a spiritual bankruptcy this morning. While another act of commitment could send you into an eternal investment into your everlasting future. I want to end with this here today. Let's stand. Harry Truman said these words. He said, Men make history and not the other way around in periods where there is no leadership society stands still progress occurs listen to this when courageous skillful leaders seize the opportunity to change things for the better who's going to be courageous here this morning Who's gonna become a leader of your generation? Who's gonna seize the moment this morning? Who's tired of missing those opportunities that God has given to us to build his kingdom and make a dent in history? And as the New Testament says about David, to serve our generation. God, help us today to step into the moment. God help us today not to let that opportunity pass us by. So what moment do you need to step in here today? Maybe you'd be the disciple that's veered away and that instead of making a commitment to God, you have denied Him in those those most important moments when peer pressure was on. Can I tell you, young man and young woman, it's time to change. It's time to step into each one of those moments and be the person who stands in the gap and makes up the head hedge and builds a youth group that can bring glory to God's name and our community. Hallelujah. How about it, Church. Maybe today you're the spiritual leadership in you. Well, you say, well, this or that doesn't really fit in the way that I perceive, in the way that I... God help us to know that our relationship with God should go well far beyond our rituals with Him. And it should become more of a love towards God than just something we do. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you here today, this woman right here, I've been faithful to this woman. I've never, never kissed another woman, never held hands with, never touched another woman since this woman right here. Since we started our relationship. You know what? I did not do this because I signed a piece of paper that said that I was going to be true to her. I did this because I love my wife. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you here today, you will continue to mess up. You will continue to fail. You will continue to be a mess spiritually until you truly fall in love with Jesus Christ. Help us today to make it more than a religion. Help us today to make it a relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah. Step up, church. Fill that gap. Make up the hedge. Live in every Kodak. Don't let one pass you by. Make a difference in the kingdom of God that when you get there, He'll be able to look at you, a servant, a fruit-bearing servant of Jesus Christ, and say these words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant live in the moment don't miss your moment hallelujah hallelujah don't miss your moment if you say brother jared i've been coasting If you say, Brother Jared, I haven't been realizing those moments. I know I could do better. I want to do better in this new year. I want to realize every moment. I want to do everything. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I want to live an overcoming Christian life. I want to be an example. I want to be a witness. I want to get closer to God. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to know here today, He's here, ready, hallelujah, for your Kodak moment this month. Here when you make a commitment, and you begin to live out His life and potential through you. How about it here today? Who's going to be the first one to say, I'm ready for my Kodak moment? To step out of your seat and come to this altar. To say, God, I'm going to begin to step in and do what's right and live what's right and grow in you and be fruit-bearing servant that you've called me to be. Hallelujah. First of all, I'd like to ask, is there anyone here today that maybe has stepped back in your Christian walk and you begin to slide backwards of what we call backsliding? Maybe you're not all the way gone yet, but you know that you're heading, headed that way. And you're willing to say this morning, Brother Jared, I don't want to be. A Peter denying God in those very important times when he needs me the most to step up you say I'm going to step out here today and I'm going to hit these altars who's going to be first for this come on now Come on now. You know you're here. You know God's dealing with your heart about this right now. Are you really going to let another moment pass you by? Or are you going to step into this moment and you're going to accept God? Oh, and you're going to continue to walk with Him and for Him from here forward. Is this going to be your moment, young man? Is this going to be your moment, young, young lady? Or are you just going to let it pass by again? How about it? You'd come. you say, Brother Jared, you're talking to me. I know that this year I have not done well. I'm away from God. I know I need to be closer to Him. I've been on my way to backsliding. And now I'm ready to step up. And I'm ready to make a difference. And I'm not going to miss this moment. I want you to come to the altar right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, come on! I know you're here. I know God has laid this on my on my heart here today for some of you to come to this altar and to start afresh here today. Remember me. Remember me, God. Last year I was doing good. Six months ago I was where I needed to be, but right now I need you. I need you. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come, young person? Young man? Would you come? Young woman? Would you come? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, it's here. Yeah, I'm gonna make it a little bit awkward here this morning, I think that's okay. I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait for you. God's calling you into this moment. There's been chapel services that have went by and you've walked away from it. There have been other things that have went by, opportunities, sermons, youth rallies, services elsewhere and services here that you've walked away and you missed your moment, but not today. God, I'm going to stand in my moment. I'm going to have my moment. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't let him talk you out of it. You know you're not where you need to be. That's right. That's right. Come on. You know you're not where you need to be. This is your time. This is your day. This is a time when you make things right. From this time forward, I'm going to be a- a Christian i'm going to serve God to the fullest of my ability i want some some prayed up young men young ladies and, and elder ladies to come make your way up here and to pray right here with these how about a young man anyone here today that say i know i'm not where i need to be and i need to make things right and i need to live in this moment how about a young adult somebody they say i've been getting further and further away from God and i know i need to make my way back to him I've been confused in my life. How about it, young man? How about a young adult? How about it, elders? Is there anybody else that would come and say, I'm not going to lose this moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anyone else that'd like to come and say, this is my moment. This is my time. This is a time whenever I begin to live a different life for God hallelujah than what i have i know i'm not where i need to be oh but i'm going to begin my journey here today and make my way back would you come oh come on i know i'm taking some time this morning but i feel like that the lord is helping us here today and challenging some of our hearts at this beginning of this year hallelujah 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 Sister Ariana would you come and help pray here Hallelujah Sister Edwards Some of our other sisters if you'd come around And help pray I sure would appreciate it Hallelujah How about it men We're the leaders of our homes We're the leaders of our homes I want to ask you men Have you been leading your homes the way that you need to Have you been making decisions That will help your children To be able to be what they need to be for God Have you been stepping into that moment? God, help us today to realize that if we're not what we need to be, our children most likely won't turn out the the way that they need to be. We have to step up, church. Men, we have to step up. Hallelujah. How about it, men? oh god help us today to step into that moment we've got some ladies here all oh, that have come to this altar